When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. You're listening to App State Sports Weekly. I want you. I want you. I want you. I want you. Welcome to App State Sports Weekly. Alongside Pierre Banks, I'm Damian Banks. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, gather brown. Because the mountain man and the jag man's in town. Yeah, Pierre, what's happening, bro? You know I'm truly blessed, big bro. Another beautiful day in the high country. Fall sports in full swing, including the Mountaineer football program. So I'm revved up. I'm ready to go. What's going on in the city of medicine? Well, you know my motto, bro. Too blessed to be stressed and I don't take no mess. What's going on, App State Nation, High Country? Back for another week of your podcast, App State Sports Week. This week, full of App State athletics. And you know where we got to start, Damian? The football program came out in a major way to open up the 2019 season. 42-7 victory over the ETSU Buccaneers. Damian, what did you see from your perspective? Pierre, the first thing that I saw as I watched the broadcast on ESPN3 was your full beard. It was <laughs> illustrious. It was glowing. It was glorious. But I digress. On the actual 
field of play and during the game, what I saw is what I expected, you know, from the start, that App State is a superior program to East Tennessee State, and they played the game as such. It wasn't, you know, as a show-off game as far as, like, scoring a bunch of points and putting up a bunch of yards. They did what they were supposed to do. They dominated the Buccaneers on offense and defense, came away with the easy 42-7 win. And in what has been the case over the past few years, it got started on the defensive end of the football, the Mountaineer defense stifling the Buccaneer offense all afternoon long, really, but especially in that first half, holding them to zero points while the offense got their footing. I got a chance to sit down with team captain Josh Thomas to talk a little bit about how he felt about the performance and looking forward to this Saturday taking on the Charlotte 49ers. Heading into the 2019 season, a lot of anticipation, brand new coaching staff, new defensive scheme, but you come out of this first week only giving up seven points defensively. But in your humble opinion, how would you evaluate your defensive performance? Uh, I think we started off the game strong, coming out, uh, getting a stop in the first quarter, not letting them score. And then I think the defense just had a good day overall, just working on the game plan, doing what we're supposed to do. And then myself, uh, I think I played okay. I had a, a few tackles, good tackles, uh, but just some things I need to work on, uh, watching the film and just not trying to give too much away on film. You had a lot of success on Saturday. What are some things you can build on? But I know as a competitor, you're always looking to improve. So what are some things that that you can uh, take your game to the next level as a unit moving forward? Uh, Yeah, like you said, we got things we got to work on. Just uh, executing the game, playing a little bit better. I feel like sometimes we got we just lost ourselves a little bit, especially in that third quarter on a touchdown drive, and just playing with our eyes and seeing what we seeing what we see and playing that, and not trying to play the player, play something that we don't see. Don't play ghosts is what we say a lot. So, just uh, reading our keys is a big thing coming in this week, and then just playing fast like we always do. Coming into this week, you got a Charlotte 49ers team coming in off a big-time offensive performance, 49 points, over 500 yards offensively. When you turn on the film and you look at this team, what do you see? They're a lot different from last year. I think the new coaching staff brought a, a lot of energy to their program. And uh, it's a little bit different this year from the power running game they ran last year. It's a lot more spread out, uh, RPO pass game. Making uh, they kind of take what the defense give them at some sometimes, so just got to be really disciplined in our in our assignments and make them make the tough play every time and not not give them anything easy. As a competitor, you always think that you can do better, and I can respect that from Josh Thomas. And there are some things that the Mountaineers more or less want to work on, but it was a pristine performance from my vantage point defensively. They did a tremendous job of shutting down one of the best running backs. At the FCS level in Quay Holmes, he only had 70-some-odd yards. And that's tough to do when you have an offensive line that's returning four starters. So I tip my hat to Ted Roof and his defense. It was a big-time performance. Yeah, Pierre, like you said, big-time performance on the defensive side of the football. Again, SoCon freshman of the year last year, Quay Holmes, limited to only 68 yards on the ground. Defense really stopped that run game of the Buccaneers, tried to force them to pass the ball and breaking in that new quarterback that they have they weren't able to score you know score enough points to even stay in the game defensively like you mentioned Desmond Franklin had an outstanding game Akeem Davis Gaither's outstanding game Jordan Fair does what he does defense is usually good at Appalachian State and they really shut the Buccaneers down in that 42-7 win 
And then on the flip side of the football field, the Mountaineers averaged over 43 points per game last year offensively. They didn't quite reach that mark. All they did was go for 42 on Saturday against ETSU. I got a chance to sit down with, in my humble opinion, the offensive player of the game, Mr. Thomas Hennigan. Talked a little bit about the offensive performance from last week and then what they have to look forward to in the UNC Charlotte defense. With all the build-up to the 2019 season, new staff, new offensive system, you put up 49 points in week one versus ETSU, but how would you evaluate the offense's performance? I think it was a success, you know, getting out there with a new offense, new coaching staff. You're not really sure how um, game days look with them and, and with this offense. But um, I think we came out a little slower than we wanted. But, you know, really, if you look at the stats, you know, we scored on more than half of our possessions. So it was I think what you can take um, take away from Saturday was that it was a success and you know there's obviously things we can work on but um, it was just good to get get back out there playing. You had a huge week. My offensive player of the game seven catches over 60 some odd yards. How were you able to be so successful against the Buccaneer defense? I think that was you know, a lot of film study went into it. Um, Coach Drink is very good um, at analyzing defenses and just uh, put me in positions to where I can go out there and make a play. And, um, you know, we're going up against our defense in camp for the last month. So it was it was good to get out there and not have to go against them because they're, they're the, one of the best defenses that we're going to see all year. So, I mean going up against them is going to make us better and it showed on Saturday. Definitely showed on a big time play my opinion should have been sports in the top 10. You went up in double coverage. Take us through that play what you saw from the line of scrimmage all the way to the end zone. Well I got excited because we had been practicing that play um, for the last two weeks getting ready for ETSU and then um we have been practicing where if the outside backer had widened over or the outside of me, uh, I would just go inside of him and just run it straight. But if he was inside of me, I would run the um, corner post off of the safety. But um, he lined up outside, so it wasn't the ideal look against it. Um, because you know, really going back, Zach probably shouldn't have thrown me the ball, but he did. He gave me he gave me an opportunity to go up there and make a play, and I didn't uh, I didn't make him wrong. That's good stuff, man. Now looking forward to this coming weekend. You got the Charlotte 49ers coming in, a team that was stout defensively a week ago, only giving up 60 yards through the air. When you turn on the film and look at this team, what do you see? Um, you know, they're different. They're they're different than the team they were that last year, you know, with the new staff. I think they're inspired. They're they're talented. They got the couple transfers in. They got a corner out there that's that's pretty good. Um, but like like we say all the time, it's not about them, it's about us. So we just got to go out there and play our game, and I think they're going to have a tough time defending us. Big time week for Thomas Hennigan, and it was great to see because this was a young man that came in his freshman year and had his way with many of the defenses that the Mountaineers faced last year. Saw a lot of double coverage, but came out in 2019 and made a statement that he is here to make a major impact. Now looking forward to the UNC Charlotte 49ers only gave up 60 yards through the air last week. So we'll see how Eli Drinkwitz in this App State offense attacks the 49ers. Yeah, Pierre, offense was steady in that 42-7 win this past Saturday. As you mentioned, Thomas Hennigan 
got in the end zone, and that's good to see him getting in the end zone early. Good to see him being a focal point of the offense early. As you mentioned, his freshman season, tremendous. Last year, took a bit of a step back with the emergence of Corey Sutton. But with Sutton's early season suspension, you see Thomas Hennigan trying to really grab that reins back for the wide receiver core. Mixed in some Darrington Evans on the ground with a touchdown. A steady performance by Zach Thomas. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. The Nears cruised again to that 42-7 win. And it's such a luxury for Eli Drinkwitz to have so many weapons offensively because you know that teams are going to key in on the rushing attack for the Mountaineers having a stable of running backs, but you can't necessarily do that because they've got so many weapons in that receiving core and Zach Thomas can make you pay through the air when you hug up to that line of scrimmage. So it'll be interesting to watch all season long Again, first things first, this Saturday, 3.30, Kid Brewer Stadium, the Charlotte 49ers make their first trip up the Mountaineers return match from a season ago where the Mountaineers dominated, but it's a new year. The 49ers have a new head coach. They are playing with a lot of confidence coming off a tremendous offensive performance last week where they put up 49 points and over 300 yards on the ground and really did the job defensively as well. It's going to be a tough one for the Mountaineers. Yeah, Pia, it's going to be a lot different than last year. Again, infused with new coaches at UNC Charlotte, that team, it's going to be a lot different. Again, new team, new year, but the same can be said for Appalachian State with their new head coach, Eli Drinkwitz. They're still, you know, working out the kinks, and they're not a well-oiled machine yet. So these early season games are going to be testing grounds for the Mountaineers. And again, if you're in the, the Boone area, if you're in the high country, another home game, two home games to start the season. You can't beat that if you're a Mountaineer fan or alum. Go out and support the Mountaineers as they welcome the 49ers of UNC Charlotte to Kid Brewer Stadium. And when you're working out the kinks and you still go out and win 42-7 to against a pretty doggone good football team, it's a great sign for things ahead. We got to take a short break, High Country, but when we get back, we have the Mountaineer scoreboard. Damien to take us around the state, and I got a chance to sit down with the head man as far as cross-country goals at Appalachian State. Mike Curcio, they had a huge week, all that and more on your podcast, the official podcast of App State Athletics, App State Sports Weekly. This is where the black and gold play. Jumps the slant round. Stay at home this Saturday as App State hosts Charlotte. To the 10, to the end zone! That's an App State touchdown! Kickoff is set for 3.30 and pregame coverage starts at 1.30. Right here on your home for App State football. Tune in every Tuesday night at 7 for Mountaineer Talk with head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Welcome to another edition of Mountaineer Talk. Great crowd on hand here at Cafe Portofino once again. Hashtag Mountaineer Talk on Twitter. Questions, interviews, and game analysis with the head coach of the Mountaineers. That's an App State touchdown. Mountaineer Talk live Tuesdays at 7 right here on your home for App State football. And we 
We are back on App State Sports Weekly alongside Pierre Banks. I am Damian Banks. You know what time it is. You know how we do, so don't act brand new. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Sports by Damian. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-B-Y-D-A-I-M-E-O-N. And I'm at Pierre M. Banks. And you know what time it is. The Mountaineer scoreboard up ahead. We start with the field hockey program who had a fantastic start to the 2019 season. They started on the road, which is already tough enough, but got two huge wins first Friday at Towson. Three love. Megan Smart scored two goals in that one, but she was not finished as she scored another in the Sunday victory over Georgetown. One love. And for her efforts defensively, Rachel Gaines was named Mac Player of the Week. Seven total saves and two shutouts. Congratulations to the field hockey program. What a start to 2019. Heading on over to men's soccer. They started out the week Friday at Ted Mac dropping a 2-0 decision to St. John's, but bounced back in a major way on Sunday with a 2-1 win over the two-time defending conference champion in Loyola University of Maryland. Keelan Swales and Nick Rogers scored the goals for the Mountaineers in that one. Big-time win for the men's soccer program. Taking a look at women's soccer, they started out the week on Friday at Ted Mack. Tying Duquesne at one. Mary Perkins scored the goal for the Mountaineers there. And then on Sunday, an offensive outburst unseen and sometime at Ted Mack as they defeated UNC Asheville. Six love lace. Six different Mountaineers scored goals in that one. Major win for head coach Sarah Strickland and her bunch. The volleyball team was in action out in Tucson at a tournament on the campus of the University of Arizona. They started out the season against the 24th ranked Wildcats. They dropped that one three love, but bounced back the very next match same day by defeating an old SoCon foe in Sanford three to two. Big hitter Emma Longley led the Mountaineers with 12 kills and 11 digs for big time double-double in that one. Then on Saturday, the Mountaineers went out, dropped a tough one to Loyola Marymount, 3-1. Finishing up with the men's and women's cross-country programs who hosted on Friday the Covered Bridge Open big-time performances on both sides. First, the women finishing fourth out of the field, led by a runner that was named the Sun Belt Cross Country Runner of the Week, Izzy Everly. Mountaineers with a big time showing there. The men showed up and showed out as well. They finished second out of the field, led by, again, the Sun Belt Runner of the Week, Isaac Benz, Mountaineers sweeping Sunbelt honors for the first week of the season. Huge way to start 2019. That's going to do it for your Mountaineers scoreboard. But I got a chance to catch up with the head man of the cross-country program at Appalachian State, Mr. Mike Kirchio. He's been doing it 
for over 30 years. And over that time, he's had so much success. We had a chance to talk about that and how he's able to just sustain that type of success as well as other things. And we got it for you on the official podcast of App State Athletics, App State Sports Weekly. First for you women, you're coming off of another Sunbelt championship season. You've already had your first meet under your belt. Where is your team at this point? Well, right now, we're um, the athletes who are competing are where we want them to be. Um, we've got a group of young We have a large group of young ladies. Um, some of them are untested at the college level. Um, so I, I'd like to think we're the ladies who are racing are where we want them to be. Um, we, we've got a few setbacks, as every sport does. I mean, it's college athletics. When you're training on the edge, there's going to be some setbacks. So we've got three young ladies who, um, through just training, um, one has gotten sick, um, one has had a slight injury, and the other has been coming back from an injury. And uh, that young lady, um, we're planning for her to, we weren't planning for her to race this weekend anyway. So we're two down. I mean, we're one down, and then we became two down, then we're three down. So that young lady's looking ahead. She's right on schedule to be where she wants to be and where we need her to be by the end of October, by the middle of October, end of October when we start racing for conference. So the the athletes are actually where we want them to be, the ones that are actually racing. We're a little bit down, and you know that's part of the sport and part of uh, the career in athletics is up and down. And they competed well this past week in a tough field at the Covered yes, Bridge Open. A very tough field. That Florida State team's ranked top 20 in the country right now. They've had a great recruiting season. They had some uh, internationals transfer in, so they're, they're really good. Now, look at the men's side of things. They're coming off a Sun Belt Championship a couple of seasons ago. Second place finish last year and competed extremely well this past weekend. Where do you see your guys at this point? Actually, they're, once again, much to the ladies, the ones who were competing were, were where we wanted them to be. We had a couple of off races, and those athletes, you know, they're probably more critical of themselves than I ever need to be on them. So they, they took a little hard, um, some of the individuals. But as a team... They did a great job. We averaged at about the same time we did last year. I thought we were going to get Florida State this year, but they they got us again. We had two young men that were out with uh, minor injuries. We just wanted to make sure we we didn't overdo it right away. So we expect them back in the lineup uh, at our next home meet. I'm in your office here at the Ricks Athletics Complex, and you've got more hardware (laughs) than Lowe's Home Improvement. So I know your goal is always Sunbelt Championship. What do... First, the women need to do, and then the men, in order to get to where they need to be come Sunbelt Championship time. Well, I think with both of the teams, I can, we can address that together, is, is trust the process. Um, you know, we've had experience here through um, making mis- learning from our mistakes as to what not to do and things that we can do to be successful here at Appalachian State in the Mountains. But trust the process to stay healthy. Um, that's what we really need to do. Um, don't overdo the training. Too often, coaches and athletes, we get caught up in the excitement of, wow, we're really ahead of where we should be. Let's do a little more. So now it's even sometimes holding back um, some athletes that are trying to accomplish a lot. Is like, yeah, we know we know you can get there. Just you know, trust the process. You don't have to hit PR times in every workout. You got to sleep. And the nice thing is with our uh, new nutritionist on board, she's really going to be helpful. Uh, Sam. 
them and, and helping them uh, pick and choose the right foods that she's been good about get, telling them to get enough sleep and fluids. And, you know, here in the mountains, it's not as hot. So generally you don't drink as much water, but just because it's not as hot doesn't mean you need less water. So, yeah, those are the things, the three things we really need to do is trust the process, stay healthy and, and, and uh, follow doctor's orders. So for the men and the women, we're lining up pretty well. As long as we keep doing what we're supposed to do, we're going to be fairly successful. You've done a phenomenal job over the years of finding pure talent. And then once that talent gets here, shaping it, molding it, turning them into champions. Now, who are some folks, a name or two from both sides, oh, yeah, that yeah. may have surprised you and will contribute more than you may have thought going into the 2019 season? Well, um, it was on the men's side, the two young freshmen, they're not surprises. We knew they were going to be good. Because across the board, the guys who competed raced well. But when we say people who are stepping in for this season, that's, you know, may have a bigger impact than we had originally thought. Um, Oliver Wilson Cook, who's a freshman from Stanton, Virginia, he was a 2A state champ, but because he was in a small school, he probably got overlooked a little bit. And then George Hotelling, who's a freshman from East Chapel Hill, and they're roommates, um, they stepped up really well that first home meet. They'd been working out well, doing things the right way for each individual. And um, those are two men that I can see can have a big impact that were not on the roster last year. And the great guys, they just love the outdoors. They picked App State because they love the high country. And, you know, those are the kind of kids you want. On the lady side, coming into this first meet, you know, Izzy did a great job. She did exactly what was expected. She got up there and competed with some good athletes. Uh, but two young ladies that really stood out, uh, Kylie Frady, who had a really good outdoor track season and a breakout indoor track season. Um, you know, she didn't think much of, well, I'll just run. I said, Kylie, you, you can help out. And, you know, I don't think she really thought she could do as well as she did. She PR'd by like four, 40 seconds. Um, she ended up, well, it was 5,200 meters, but based on her time. She PR'd a lot. She was our number uh, our number three girl. Uh, Lila Peters, a freshman coming in, we expected she'd be challenging for our top five, top seven, and she was fourth, you know, stepping right in and helping. Um, and then Sarah Sandroider, a young lady from Georgia as a freshman, um, she just broke 19 minutes for the first time. She did a great job. We weren't really, you know, those three young ladies um, really stepped up. And if we continue on with the, the progression they're going at, they're going to be very good at cross country. So major things to come from the cross country program. Again, the women are the defending Sun Belt champions. The men finished second last year, but won the title the year before they're trying to sweep it this year, and they're already starting out in a major way, sweeping those Sun Belt honors for the week. Yes, sir. Both men's and women's cross country led by the great head coach, Mike Curcio. Like you said, Pierre, he, what he said, he has more hardware than Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said? The man had a ton of trophies in his office. I'm not going to lie, I was a bit intimidated. Pierre, Coach Curcio has more chips than Frito-Lay. I mean, men's and women's cross country, all they do is win, 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 no matter what. And that's going to be the case again this year, both on the women's and men's side. You mentioned the three things that Coach Curcio likes to see in both his teams. Trust 
the process, stay healthy and don't overdo it. Don't overtrain. Listen to the nutritionist, you know, and, and really take care of your body. You know, that has been very successful for both programs under Coach Curcio. You got to tip your hat to him for that. You know, he mentioned several players by name and, you know, he just has confidence in both the women's and men's cross country teams. All right, Damien, we know how the Mountaineers did on Saturday. They got a, another test in the UNC Charlotte 49ers on the gridiron this Saturday, but how did the other teams around the state fare? Do the honors, please, sir, and take us around the state. Yes, sir. What's up, sports fans? Let's take a whip around the great state of North Carolina as we begin week one of the 2019-2020 collegiate football season as it began in earnest this past week. Week one of the 2019-2020 college football season is behind us. I'm here to give you the whip around the state. Let's recap those scores. First, we're going to start with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Head coach Dave Clawson and the Deeks welcomed Utah State to BBNT Field last Friday. Junior quarterback Jamie Newman passed for 401 yards and three touchdowns, including the game winner to Kendall Hinton with a minute and eight seconds remaining to secure a 38-35 Wake Forest win. Next up for the Deeks, a home game with Rice this Friday. Next, we have NC State and head coach Dave Doran. They welcomed East Carolina to Carter-Finley Stadium to get their 2019-2020 season started. The Wolfpack got a strong performance from quarterback Matthew McKay, who was making his first college start. The Raleigh native passed for 308 yards and a touchdown. He also ran for two more scores as NC State dispatched East Carolina by a 34-6 score. Next up for the Wolfpack, they will host Western Carolina this Saturday. Moving on to head coach Dave at Cutcliffe and his Duke Blue Devils, who had by far the toughest of all the in-state games this past weekend. The Blue Devils were in Atlanta to take on Alabama and head coach Nick Saban. After a scoreless first quarter, Bama extended its dominance behind signal caller to attack Villaloa with 336 yards and four touchdowns in only three quarters en route to a easy 42-3 Bama win. Next up for the Duke Blue Devils, a home game this Saturday versus North Carolina A&T. Moving on to the UNC Tar Heels, a blast from the past, a flashback, so to speak. Head coach Mac Brown returned to the sidelines for the Tar Heels after a 20-year hiatus from the sidelines for the Tar Heels. True freshman quarterback Sam Howell led a fourth-quarter comeback with drives of 98 and 95 yards, passing for 245 yards and two touchdowns as the Tar Heels stunned the University of South Carolina with a 24-20 comeback victory. Running back Javante Williams for the Tar Heels had 102 yards rushing in the victory. Next up for UNC, a home game this Saturday at Kenan Stadium when they host the University of Miami. And lastly, Lenore Ryan, they're going to kick off their season this Saturday as they host a school from Raleigh, North Carolina, the St. Augustine University Falcons. And that was our whip around the state. Another tremendous job, my good sir. But in your humble opinion, and I got to know this, and a lot of this can be answered on September the 21st when the Mountaineers head down to Chapel Hill to take on the Tar Heels. Who is the best team in the state of North Carolina? 
as of today, is going to have to be the Mountaineers of Appalachian State until someone knocks them off of their lofty perch. They've been the winningest football program in the state of North Carolina in the past 10, 15 years. So, you know, not a lot of cross matchups. You know, App State doesn't play NC State. They don't play Duke. But like you mentioned, they will be traveling to Chapel Hill to take on the Tar Heels. So it's going to be a lot of questions answered in that one. But as of today, I would have to give that title to the App State Mountaineers. You heard it here first on the official podcast of App State Athletics. But unfortunately, looking at the clock on the wall and it's time to go. But as always, we do appreciate each and every last one of you joining us right here on AppStateSports.com and Apple Podcasts. Of course, do join us again here next week where hopefully we'll talk about another big-time win in the Eli Drinkwitz era against the UNC Charlotte 49ers and also keeping up with all of the illustrious programs in App State Athletics. For my big bro, Damien, I'm Pierre. Y'all be blessed. We'll holler at you. We down. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.